but first we have to get to our top story and that's going to go to John Kingston as we have two updates coming out of California. First one dealing with a CARB initiative and if there was an extension released, John, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. It's good to hear you guys today. I'm not like <laughs> yesterday, but uh, anyway. We try, we try. We'll, we'll, we'll try again if we have to, nevertheless. So, John, we've got yeah. two interesting updates coming up here. Uh, first, let's, let's first touch on uh, CARB in terms of this uh, deadline that was supposed to be January 1st gets moved back a month, perhaps due to a little bit of pressure. What's going on here? Well, that one... Uh, Okay, the, the, there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on out there, okay? okay. Um, let's first talk about the drayage rule because I think it's probably the most significant. Okay. Um, the advanced team fleets rule was really going to start to take effect on January 1st. Operationally, the only thing that really was significant on that was the fact that you could no longer register a non-zero emission vehicle in the state's drayage registry. Um, the Now, the state of California never got a waiver from the EPA to allow the advanced clean fleets rule. They did get a waiver to allow the advanced clean trucks rule. And let's note that a waiver doesn't really e exempt you from the regulations. In the case of California in the Clean Air Act, it allows you to go above those regulations. So um, the, the California Trucking Association a couple of months ago filed suit saying they needed a waiver. Um, <clears throat> the state came back and announced you know, right before Christmas that they had reached agreement with the CTA to delay the implementation of the drayage registry rule uh, until they got their waiver. Now, uh, according to the American Trucking Associations, they think that waiver could take <clears throat> all or you know a good part, if not all, of a year. And during that time, you're going to, you're going to be allowed to register uh, internal combustion engine vehicles uh, for as long as that's in place. Now, when CARB announced this, they said they reserved the right to go back and sort of disqualify trucks from being in the registry. But maybe if you've got something that you were planning on phasing out, now you've been given in a few more months to, to ride and you'll, you'll register it with the, the registry and, and you'll get a little extra capacity there. I don't know what the, the impact is. I, I just have to think that anybody that was going to register an ICE vehicle uh, and wanted to get in before the deadline probably already did so. Will there be a rush of New vehicles coming in, I, I, you know, I have my doubts about that. Um, but the other thing is that uh, CARB said in its in its uh, letter to CTA, which was publicized, um, that uh, apparently the CTA was about to go to court seeking an injunction, trying to block the advanced clean fleets rule, and they would no longer do so. There, there were also requirements on phasing out older vehicles uh, under the advanced clean fleets rule. Those also have been put on hold. They're a little kind of complicated whether your vehicle fits, but um, obviously when it affect a, a newer vehicle, but you know, something from let's say 2010 vintage or so might've fallen under it. So, um, you know, uh, this is a retreat by CARB. They don't normally retreat. They normally, they normally win all the time, but they didn't win here, at least not for now. And John, we're looking at this extension by a month. Is this material, is this enough for enough activity to enter? Or do we see that there might be another extension after this? Oh, so the extension, the extension of the month is on a different rule. It's the California Clean Truck a Check Rule. Um, it requires, uh, it's going to require companies, uh, trucks to use their uh, onboard diagnostics to download data about their emissions. Most, most vehicles on the road will have that capability within their ELD. Uh, if you don't, if it's an older vehicle, you're going to have to take it to a facility to do it. You are going to have to register your truck with the Clean Truck Check by December 31st, 
Uh, you know, I did a, a piece for Freightways about, you know, first or second week of December and talked to some people who said, you know, they were kind of kind of surprised at how many truck owners really didn't know about this. So it looks to me like like California, like CARB, uh, decided that, yes, we got a lot of people out there who really don't know what's going on. Let's give them another month. I, I mean, I don't think it's a, very, a significant impact on this, but it's just a, you know, it's just 30 more days if you hadn't registered, or 31 more days if you hadn't registered. Now you have that time to go do it. In, in the case of now, the, this third, the third one, the third okay. one you asked me about, because it <laughs> kept me busy during Christmas, okay? Um, the third one is the, uh, is the rule on, um, on warehouses. Uh, and it was a rule that required warehouses to uh, meet certain scores uh, by reducing their emissions. So they could do things to earn points. And uh, they could, like to say, put in solar panels, uh, for example. But the main way of getting there would be to have trucks visit you that are ZEVs or the trucks within your warehouse become ZEVs. So the California Trucking Association filed suit against that as well, and they lost. The argument was that the rule uh, amounted to a ZEV mandate. Uh, the court said no, it did not. I mean, it could be appealed. You know, and the, the one kind of the one thing they said was that if it was truly an emissions rule, that the points given out for a ZEV visit uh, would differ on the basis of how far the truck had traveled. So right now, the, the, if, if you're a, if you're a warehouse. If you're running Anthony Smith Warehouse and a ZEV comes to visit you to drop something off and they're bringing it from a warehouse a mile away, um, you would get the same number of points as if Bill Priestley, who was 50 miles away, drove a ZEV vehicle to your facility and offloaded there. Their argument was that if it was the, the court's finding was that if it was truly an emissions rule and therefore a ZEV mandate, that you would get more points for the one that Bill did that many more miles away. So the CTA lost that one. That that uh, that really wasn't against. I, I mean, can I say that was against CARB? I guess it was. But um, it's you know no no no. I'm sorry. It was a South Southern California Air Quality Management District. It was not CARB. Uh, so yeah, you've had three significant decisions, and this isn't an emissions rule. But let's note that it could be today. It could be next week. It could be a couple of weeks. We expect a ruling on the request for a new injunction against AB five out of California. Um, those uh, the, the arguments, the oral arguments were in early November. Um, I know that uh, the California Trucking Association, which brought the original lawsuit, had said that they felt that there might be a ruling by the end of the year. There was not. But, you know, it could come today. I mean, I believe me, I check Pacer on this about five times a day to make sure that the ruling has dropped. California, if nothing else, certainly keeps you on your toes. Let me jump back to the point that you were making about the phasing out of older vehicles. Uh, obviously, that gets a little bit of a stay there as well. That seems to be a lot of, I don't want to say necessarily red tape, but it, it seems to be a lot of uh, uh, basically, what is it, hurdle jumping in terms of trying to figure out, is this, does this vehicle comply? Does it not comply? It seems like there's a lot more work that needs to be put in that. And, and doesn't that make that a whole lot more difficult in terms of, you know, this, granted, this, this stay allows you to do a little bit more research to see if your vehicle complies or not. But at the same time, this looks like a, just an absolute mountain of work that someone's going to have to do to try to verify that these vehicles are indeed compliant. Well, I mean, actually, you're, you're really not. I mean, the, the rules on whether they have to be phased out, and I don't want to repeat them too verbatim because I'm going to mess it up, but they have to do with the number of years 
of the model or the number of years the, ro the truck has been on the road or the number of miles it has totally driven. And that is, at that point, you have to shut it down. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm going to screw it up. Okay, I'm going to screw it up. Um, but so it's actually pretty straightforward, at least it seems to me to be pretty straightforward. Um, but, uh, you know, if you had a truck that was about to go, uh, about to hit that deadline, you've basically got more time now. And John, of course, while I have you on, I always have to ask you about what's going on in the energy markets. And especially, is there any impacts coming from the wet sea or has it been nothing at all just yet? Well, there should be impacts coming from the Red Sea, but there aren't because you're going to really, in essence, be tying up inventory for a lot longer time as it goes around the Cape of Good Horn rather than through the Suez Canal. And yet, you know, the market, the market yesterday opened up uh, first first day of trading after the new year uh, opened up. And then uh, ended up down for the day. Uh, today it's up a little bit, but nothing much. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote a story yesterday where I quoted Helena Croft, who's a well-known oil analyst, who was saying she can't understand this. That this thing should be going higher, uh, given the problems with the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. But so far, they're just not there. Yeah, it's definitely a very interesting situation. And uh, we we also have Greg Miller and Sal Mercado coming out later to talk about rates and how they've been affected by uh, the conflicts uh, in that region of the world there as well. But it's certainly interesting to see that oil prices and, uh, and fuel prices, diesel prices, have not gone up as a result of, like you said, longer shipping routes going around Africa to try and get to uh, the, uh, the American and perhaps the Eastern European or the Western European markets there as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look, you know, I know when, when, <clears throat> when OPEC plus made its cuts in April and then the Saudis made their cuts in June, you know, for a long time, there just didn't seem to be any reaction. And then all of a sudden, there was a reaction. So, you know, markets can do that. It, it's, I mean, they know it, and then they don't really act on it, and suddenly they act on it. I mean, and maybe they'll suddenly act on it when they see markets start to tighten up as a result of so much inventory yeah. essentially being taken out of usable form and being stuck on a tanker that's, you know, going around the Cape of Good Horn for a couple of weeks. So um, these things sometimes tend to happen really quickly. Awesome, John. Thanks for joining us this morning. Great to start the new year off with you this time on Wednesday. Yep. We'll check in again with you, I'm sure, throughout this week. Well, we'll see you Friday for the employment report. Absolutely. Thanks so much, John. Let's move over to the wall for our first care update of the morning. 